Nate Marchand, Personal Journal. I'm a Christian man who believes the spiritual world is a very real place. But little did I know how hard it would be confirmed last night. As the kaiju lovers heard on the show, I talked Jacob and Drew into coming with me to Yangmaland, an abandoned amusement park in the Jungnong district of Seoul. It operated from 1980 to 2011, but it's remained a popular attraction for tourists, K-pop artists, and K-drama filmmakers who record music videos and TV episodes there. The official reason given for its shutdown in 2011 is that a newer park with more impressive rides opened nearby, but the urban legend is that the park closed because a girl died on one of the rides and her ghost now haunts the place. Obviously, this hasn't deterred visitors, artists, and ghost hunters, I guess, from still visiting. Jimmy and Kaguya got to do some sightseeing for a whole day a few weeks ago. So it was my turn. And what better way to do so than by taking a couple friends along to test our metal at a local haunt. Sure, it sounds like something a bunch of dopey teens on an episode of a certain cowardly dog cartoon would do, but... Well... I have something to prove, okay? Jimmy and Kaguya, despite their recent fight, didn't mind having Ubermogra to themselves for a night. Of course. Drew, Jacob, and I arrived at the park's humble arched gateway just after 10 p.m. We saw a Korean film crew pack up their equipment and leave as we entered. They thought we were crazy, but when they heard we were Americans, they subtly weren't surprised. At least, that's how it seemed. Our grasp of the Korean language is pure rust. They were gone in about a half hour, so we explored the place with flashlights guzzling our caffeinated beverages of choice to stay awake. Kaiju energy for me, Coke for Drew, Mountain Dew for Jacob. When people say abandoned theme parks are weirdly creepy, I now understand. Where there should be noise, there's silence. The place should be teeming with people, but instead, there's emptiness. The ride should be moving, but they're deathly still. In other words, these parks feel dead. Speaking of dead rides, we encountered several over the next 90 minutes or so. The fire brigade ride, which looks like a red bus, was slowly being eaten by rust. The Viking, which is one of those popular pirate ship rides that look like the love child of a roller coaster and a Ferris wheel, had its gondola sitting empty on the concrete. The disco Pang Pang was an interesting one. It's one of those spinning rides that keeps you pinned to the seat through centripetal force. This one has 80s American pop stars on it and blue Olympic rings, which represent the 1988 Soul Games, in front of it. My personal favorite, and one that made me wish Jimmy was with us, was the Space Fighter, a high-tech thrill ride that looked like a shuttlecraft which, as far as I could tell, operated as a space flight simulator. We did come across what might be the park's best-known ride, the Octopus, which was a pseudo-carousel with cars attached to tentacle arms. All the while, the three of us had some fake-out scares with the many rusted-out statues of characters and mascots, everything from a cop to Vikings to dinosaurs strewn through the park. Finally, around midnight, we came to an actual carousel. For the right price, 
the owner would leave the lights on for photo shoots and filming. Obviously, we didn't pay, so it was dark. Keyword was. Its lights came on, and it slowly started to spin. Its decades-old gears grinding and whining as distorted music played off-key. Drew said, I thought you said this thing didn't work anymore. It doesn't, I replied. Jacob added, Ruh-roh. Just then, we heard whispers. It sounded like a little girl's voice. A voice speaking Korean. At least... That's what we thought. It certainly wasn't English or Japanese, those we would recognize. Drew gulped and said, Uh, hi, little girl, how are you? What are you doing making conversation with the ghost? You watch more scary movies than I do. We don't want to spook her, or bad things are going to happen. She's not the one getting spooked. As the carousel turned, we saw an almost see-through Korean girl sitting on one of the horses. She was leaning against the pole and sobbing. (coughs) The carousel stopped. Her dark, empty eyes stared right at Jacob. Gong Ai, she cried. A petrified Jacob said, What did she call me? I replied, Given that you just barked, uh... Maybe doggy? Jacob exclaimed. I can't help it. I bark when I'm nervous. Well, you picked a small time to be nervous. The girl ghost exclaimed, Gong Ai! Again. She jumped off the carousel and ran toward us, screaming. Oh, Jiminy Crickets on a pogo stick! Blurted Drew. We took off running. I've never seen Drew move so fast. Ever. Caffeination and motivation will do that. Well, that and a scary girl ghost. We zigzagged through the park, running through, past, and around the rides and statues. I even knocked a few over to block the girl ghost's path, forgetting she could pass right through them because, you know, ghost. After a minute or so of running, I told Jacob and Drew we should split up and meet at the space fighter, that the ghost could only follow one of us. We did, And she went after Jacob, who blurted more barks. I took advantage of this distraction and ran to the space fighter, pulling the rusty door open. I motioned for Drew to get inside, which he did. Finally, an exhausted Jacob ran from around the corner, and we whisper yelled for him to jump inside. Once he did, I fought the door, heaving it shut after a few strained attempts. held our breaths in the dark as ethereal moans passed by outside. Moans that slowly melted into sobs. These faded in the distance. What the heck was that? Is she trying to kill me? Quiet down, I whispered. She'll hear you. Drew added, Besides, I don't think she wants to hurt you. Huh? I think she wants to play with you. Why? I injected. Maybe because she had a dog when she was alive and misses it. Yeah, she's lonely. But I'm not a dog! Well, that remains to be seen, but I believe she's also confused. Well, now what are we going to do? I said, we could wait here until dawn and hope she doesn't like daylight. That's not for hours! She may find us before then! Then maybe... I said, Jacob, cover your mouth! That wasn't me! What? What? 
I flicked on the flashlight and pointed it at the opposite corner. And there sat a nine-tailed fox burying its teeth at us. Oh, Barcelona. No time for euphemisms. Run, I exclaimed. The three of us rushed out and I slammed the door shut. We ran around another ride and hid behind it. After a minute or so of silence, I said, I guess it claimed the space fighter as its territory. Why is there a Pokemon in here? That's not a Pokemon. I think that's a Kitsune, a nine-tailed fox that I thought was common to Japan, but apparently Korea's got one too. I added, just be glad this one didn't shapeshift into a woman to seduce and eat us. Yikes! Now we have two supernatural beings to deal with, I said. What do we do? Drew put his hand on his chin. Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew, but where are we going to find a pole big enough to get tentacles, the octopus, the swim, and cheese sauce? I facepalmed. Drew said, I don't know, calamari and cheese does not sound bad, but no. The little girl misses her dog, right? Oh. A few minutes later, we walked out into the open. Drew slunk over to the space fighter while I stood there with Jacob. I told him, all right, let out your inner dog. He shot me a glare and said, I can't do it on command. I have In the distance, we heard the familiar cry of the little girl ghost. That was almost too easy, I said. Within seconds, the ghost rounded a corner and rushed at us. Go, I shouted. Too much running, Jacob exclaimed. We sprinted toward the space fighter where Drew was standing. As Jacob and I came up beside him, the ghost hot on our heels, I yelled, Now! Drew yanked open the ride's door, and Jacob and I pounded on its hull. A growl shot from the space fighter, and out jumped the nine-tailed fox. Just as the little girl ghost caught up with us, the two of them stopped and stared at each other. The ghost looked a little scared, but the fox just cocked its head in curiosity. Finally, the ghost said, Gongai! All nine of the fox's tails started wagging. It walked over and nuzzled the little girl ghost, whimpering affectionately. Gongai! Gongai! repeated the ghost as she ran around. The fox barked happily and gave chase. Drew said, Aw, it's a match made in heaven. Or at least in the afterlife, added Jacob. I said, maybe now the little girl will stop haunting this place. Drew replied, Hopefully. Jacob said, Brilliant idea, Drew. His co-host replied, Thanks for getting the little girl's attention. And Nate, thanks for supervising, I guess. I rolled my eyes and sighed. You're welcome, I said. The adrenaline and caffeine kept us up until dawn when I called Jimmy to come pick us up. We were far too tired to walk back to Ubermogura. I'm glad we were able to help that little ghost. Or should I say I'm happy Drew and Jacob helped the ghost? I was basically useless. I've dealt with crises before. Why'd I choke this time? Gah! I find myself understanding how the little girl ghost feels. So lonely I have to fight mad desperation every day. Sometimes I worry the board will screw with me by sending an AI-powered fembot to Ubermogra and I'll actually succumb to its pre-programmed charms. (sighs) If only anyone knew.
and journal entry. MIFV episode 85 epilogue. Jake and Drew, where are you? Starring Nathan Marchand as MIFV Nate, Drew Dodgen as himself, and Jacob Heron as himself. Written by Nathan Marchand with Drew Dodgen. Directed, produced, and edited by Nathan Marchand. Music tracks included Hear Her Cries by Harlem Heat 360, Soggy Carousel by World's Best Grandpa, The Clock Tower by Juan Madrano, and Abandoned by God by Rotaka. Sound effects sourced from freesound.org and created by J.P. Gant. Our story segments were made possible by the generous MIFB Max members on Patreon, including executive producer Damon Noyes. This is a fan production, and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. All characters, video clips, and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders. MIFV is a Moonlighting Ninjas media production and a proud member of Pod Nation. Thank you for listening. Next time, Monster Mash! <laughs> <laughs>